0: Time for reminiscing about the old times is over now and it is back to the business, back to the business of points and back to hopefully getting wins, something Albion need and fast. Welcome to the Baggies Broadcast in association with the Kettle and Toaster Man. I'm Johnny Jury and after the special episode last week and a bonus episode this week, it's back to normality as I'm alongside Lewis Cox again. He's been let out of the dock and he's back in the Baggies Broadcast. Well, stu- I'm going to call it a studio from now on because it makes us sound more professional. Uh, Lewis, welcome back. How's, uh, how's things? You haven't
1: let been away, the, really, have you? Let, let, let out the dock. I was never in the dock, unfortunately. <laughs> um, uh, international break blues ab- about sums it up. I'm all right, ploughing on. We're well, are we nearly at the midway point of the second week. So football's sort of back on the horizon. Although you say finished basking in former glories find that quite enjoyable to be honest at the weekend it's a yeah. bit, more, bit more enjoyable than the championship season to date so uh yeah hopefully we can bring that back but on with the real stuff I suppose
0: yeah back to back to reality we're going to talk legends briefly obviously you had your special guest episode yesterday we heard from all them former great Albion managers and players uh, which I hope you enjoyed uh, we'll talk about uh, the minutes of the Albion assembly came out last week you know a little bit later than the meeting was, I think it was back in August. Spoke Ron Gawley spoke about the stadium and the loan and, and a few other things. So we're just going to chew over some of the main points in that. Um, Steve Bruce revealed a, a failed transfer pursuit in the summer, which we'll we'll touch on briefly. We'll talk about the upcoming games. Fans have asked us about points, hauls, and, and I've been doing a little, little bit of working out this morning where Albion can sort of pick up their points between now and the World Cup. Um, we'll be answering your questions. We've got quite a few in. Uh, the quiz is back with TJ Smithy. It was a quiz done outside the Halfords Lane and Smetic End on Saturday. I uh, I took on TJ Smithy's dad. Just uh, listening for that one to see how he got on. Um and we'll look ahead to Swansea at the weekend as the league action returns to the Hawthorns. Um but yeah, Lewis said there, Saturday, Lewis, the legends returned. And I think one takeaway from it, in amongst the, you know, the laughter and the you know, few um beer bellies, I suppose, since Players have retired and the aching legs and and all the photographs and the selfies. It was just nice to one. It was nice to turn up the Hawthorns knowing West Brom can't lose or or, or we can't put in a bad display. And fit two, I suppose, I suppose, given everything that's happened, both on and off the field, just a chance for fans to sort of relax and and, and have a smile on their face at the Hawthorns, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fitting draw, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it was. It was written, wasn't it?
1: Although, although it may have been scripted, you know, I don't think as good as Zach Brunt. You know, powered that into the low into the net. I'm sure Kushak in his heyday may have got there. But he was scrambling.
0: <laughs> he was scrambling. He
1: was. It it was a brilliant day. Really enjoyed it. I think everyone in the stadium really enjoyed it. It was certainly for Albion th- fans of a certain generation. I mean mine and your generation. But I think even Albion fans of all ages who witnessed that Brunty Morrison era which obviously spanned quite an era. It was just brilliant, brilliantly successful. Most, not all, a lot of those big names back, many for the first time, certainly gracing the pitch for the first time. It was really enjoyable, wasn't it? From Almost from the get-go, it took a while to get going, I think, only the one goal until Stephen Reed's absolute worldie, just before half-time, but that almost seemed to let the shackles off for the second half, didn't it? As you say, when the um, when the lack of fitness may have kicked in, just end to end action-packed enjoyment. Second half, wasn't it? It was great entertainment. I was pleased with the crowd that was there because I know there was a couple, you know, some quiet concerns about how many might turn up. Have
0: we had an official crowd or anything, Lewis? I don't know if it's anything new. have seen
1: it. No, I, I, I've I've been wanting to find it out, and I'm I'm gonna try to uh, obviously because it has a, a bearing on what was raised and things like that. I thought it would be confirmed, and I I, I did ask. Not long after the end of the match, but we didn't receive one, did we? The, I, I know in the build up to it there were seven or eight thousand sold, and I, I thought that would go to around ten, you know, people coming on the day and stuff, but it looked more. I don't know what, yeah. what you thought, it felt more than ten thousand there for
0: me. Well, I think there was there was about seven and a half against Sheffield United in the League Cup. Yeah. And I thought there was considerably more people in the ground
1: than that game. Yeah. But, but so every, I would
0: say 10 to 12. Personally, everyone that came
1: surely enjoyed it. It, it. it was a great spectacle. It was great entertainment in the right spirit, light-hearted. To celebrate two absolute modern-day legends who gave such brilliant service and continue to, but certainly gave such great service. The early era of Brunt and Mother, later era, just shows how how much time they, you know, they oversaw at Albion, how much of an impact they had on different eras, different managers, that kind of thing, almost entirely in the Premier League, which is an incredible achievement, as we know. I thought it was just a fitting day for them to celebrate them, their families to enjoy it. It's a brilliant occasion and I'm delighted for them, delighted for all the players that got to come back and experience it, delighted for all the fans that had a good day. It felt like it was really almost needed, most welcome and most enjoyable given the malaise of the season, how the season's gone, given that we're in the middle of this international break that came after another break that we couldn't have foreseen, obviously with what what happened uh, with the monarchy. We've got the World Cup break coming up soon, haven't we, where it's another whole month away from action. So this season feels a little bit broken up, doesn't it? A bit. Has it got up and running and then a, a pause and then another long break i mean albin fans might be saying they don't mind the breaks given how it's gone but yeah i just thought it was a massively enjoyable and most welcome afternoon for all all involved to be honest certainly brunty and Martin, and certainly the fans
0: yeah well congratulations to brother morrison and to the albin foundation as well i think it was reiterated by both players yeah. you know the work that they put into yeah. to to get the the day on and hopefully they raised um, as much money as as possible and if you want to hear more of a the amount,
1: wouldn't they for, for a much needed and deserved charity so yeah absolutely yeah and if you want to hear
0: more from the from the day get on the the baggage broadcast bonus episode available on SoundCloud Apple and Spotify right uh, a bit of news that came out last week obviously it was quiet no games international week um no press conferences so um, i think it was midweek last week the minutes from the latest Albion assembly came out um there was a lot in there but i think the main headlines to take away from it was the fact that um when when the news came out of the Gouch and loan back in the summer, um there was a quickly sort of circulated rumours that the potentially the Hawthorns might be up, might potentially be sold in the future or the training ground at the Hawthorns and fans moved quickly. They put a put a, um a request into to Samwell Council about making the Hawthorns a, an asset of community value, um, which has been done with other grounds we've old Trafford and Anfield are both assets of community value now. Uh, That was put to to the Albion Assembly and Ron Gourlay, come on, it's come out in the minutes. Um, Obviously more will have been said in the Assembly, but it's come out in the minutes. Gourlay's basically categorically said it's untrue that the Hawthorns will ever be sold um, or the training ground. And he said that the club um, are very much open to to fans having or fans putting forward an application to make the Hawthorns an asset community value, which protects it from being from being sold. Um, Lewis. I know fans will still, reading that, be a little bit um, suspicious of the ownership of the club and given everything that's happened with the loans, etc. But it's probably sort of welcome news to hear that. And, and the, the news that I took out of it was the fact that the club are open to, to having this asset of community value request. Because if that's made, my understanding yeah. is that the club can't be sold, certainly in the,
1: the Yeah, ownership. no, it's, it's massive that. Obviously, in the long run, the proof will be in the pudding. Regards these things, talk about... You know, statements and stuff been taken with a pinch of salt, but certainly the Hawthorns, any club's ground, but a historical one like that. Obviously, no club should ever have to go near, you know, the sale of its the sale of its home, the sale of the place fans call home in terms of football. It should never have to be considered for any club, but certainly a place like the Hawthorns for Albion and ditto the training ground. Really, we know clubs. Might go through different training grounds and new places can be built bigger and better but yeah i think that's important we reported that last week didn't we and and that's a big takeaway and hopefully that despite all of the uncertainty all of the controversy skepticism all of this around current ownership hopefully that's a a low we don't get near to we don't get close to never has to be you know is never seriously considered because obviously there'd be rightly huge uproar and upheav- upheaval. Fingers crossed, everything is 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 true to their word, and that you, you know, and it's never a problem we have to encounter or come across because obviously it's where the club belongs, where the fans belong. So yeah, good news. No, I agree. That's that's massively good news, and hopefully Alvin are at the Hawthorns forever and a day.
0: Yeah, he also reiterated that you know the live loan, which which quite rightly fans have got their eyes on, and. Mm-hmm. and you know i think the uh, december 29th or one of them dates it's gonna be paid back by reiterate that that was was on track to be paid back by lewis it was reported a couple of weeks ago uh, on another publication about that the, the loan potentially might be paid back in dividends do we know anything about that or is that sort of a bit
1: well no it wasn't or... covered in it wasn't covered in the minutes was it and i no. appreciate i appreciate the meeting of which the minutes were from were was before the um the tale about about the dividends we still haven't had the chance to to follow that up in terms of a question so that's something we're looking to do as soon as we can realistically
0: yeah
1: uh, from the club i understand absolutely understand the the concern with that and if i i have no, no reason to doubt the validity of that story from that you know journalist at that publication and if it is the case, then it will rightly be questioned and scrutinised and shouldn't be the case, should it? We we all know that. We all know how it should go. Fans, most, if not all, will have massive concerns. It's just something we'll keep tabs on, we'll keep following. And when we get the chance to raise it, we will. Hope to get to the bottom of it and hope to see that it transpires that the right the right thing happens. But... Obviously, given the the recent history, I, I totally understand the skepticism around it and this repayment. It's a concern. It's a massive concern, of course, it is for the for the here and now, but also for the for the longer. Yeah. And yeah, I hopefully the right thing happens, but I, I totally understand now being fans' fears around it and and the outrage around it as well. To be honest, it's you know it's good to hear from the chief executive say that he fully expects things to happen, but Things need to happen correctly, don't they? And it needs to be done right, and not at the loss of the club again. Let's yeah. see. Let's let's let's. Fingers crossed, it goes right. But we'll we'll certainly obviously keep tabs on it and get answers as soon as we can.
0: Yeah, we well, hope we can bring you more information. Just on a on a couple of other points that I picked up, Steve Bruce was there. I think he was the first manager to attend one of these meetings. He was on alongside. He would. Uh, he was there alongside the new uh, head of medical Tony Strudick. Um, Shrewdrick, um Good to see the manager there. Obviously, things aren't going well at the moment. Things would have been a little bit better back when when the meeting was taking place. But good for transparency, really, and good to have the manager sort of interacting with these these people that are on this Alban assembly.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I thought when I heard that. But it, well, it's probably an easy way to do it. It's not it's not the hardest thing to turn up for a meeting for a couple of hours or however long this particular meeting lasted, is it? But I think it at least at least shows a you know commitment to the cause it would be easy to to stay away really as managers have done before as you say so fair play to bruce for for turning up to that i also appreciate it was august wasn't it was it late august when season wasn't too old and things weren't as dramatic when it comes to results and league tables but fair play to bruce for going along and yeah speaking to these shareholders speaking to those involved speaking with the hierarchy and trying to be open and transparent that's it's, what, it's just transparency is all that supporters want isn't it supporters of any football club all they want is transparency this isn't a comment about Albion. this is a comment about why the football it doesn't happen doesn't happen enough don't get it enough but it's all fans want so yeah, i thought that was good from bruce and um obviously results dependent on how things go in the next couple of weeks and beyond perhaps he might be up more
0: yeah the um other points Ron Gulli has spoken about it in a couple of meetings now about plans to bring in a, a director of football operations. Um said that's the, the meetings say that plans are still in place. We don't know how far down the line that is. What's your opinion on that, Lewis? I look at that and you know, I was chatting with, with fans about it yesterday. You, you know, it's for me a role like that is crucial. You know, it's probably similar to one of a technical director, something that yes. Albion haven't had since Luke Dowden left the club. We know how Albion have had a successful model of having a technical director in the past um even though you know we don't know exactly how this role will change from that but if it does you know surely a role like this needs to be filled sooner sooner rather than later but you know with the right person i suppose
1: yeah i i agree i don't think a director of football means you know equals automatic success guaranteed success but i do think in the current games climate where we're at i think it's a step in the right direction i think it's a step forward but it does depend on that personnel doesn't it you can't drag anyone in from the street or the industry and assume that means things are going to work. Obviously, has to have that positive working relationship, has to have the right contacts, has to be savvy enough, has to be up-to-date enough with the current market and not the market three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. So a lot of things have to be right, but I do agree with the, the position. I was glad, I really, when I first heard this, but when I took... Obviously, the Albion correspondent roll on to, to read that was the, the route and the road Albion were going down, really, because you mentioned the obviously the high profile technical director success in years gone by. I think it's having that director of football in there alongside the management, alongside the hierarchy, alongside the recruitment. I just think it's a bit of an overarching figure and brings everyone a bit more aligned. All right, people might say, you know, skepticals might say, well, certain people can can hide away from criticism in those roles and it's a bit untouchable but I I don't know I think it I think it's something that could really help change things in terms of, of recruitment certainly that's a massive one isn't it but but also if and when it has to happen manager changes things like that start football styles just so much on the football side of it it, it would I think it would be a massive move don't get me wrong I couldn't I don't know if any fans could. I couldn't tell you which directors of football are out there or who's doing the role at other clubs or who's going to come in, but it'll be fascinating to see when it happens and who it is. But the big thing is it has to be the right person, doesn't it? Yeah. They have to have the right background, ethos, contacts, be be fresh, be up to date, be be hungry to, to change a club, to make a difference. And I think... I was going to say quietly, it could have a massive impact, but it's it's not a quiet thing, is it? It's it's a huge appointment, really, and that's another thing that when we get when we have the chance to to ask more on that, we look forward to doing that because it's it it should it certainly should if the appointment's right, make it make a big telling difference, really.
0: Yeah, just on on in a similar vein, slightly different, sort of further up the chain. Um, we've known for a while that Albion clubs have a board of directors, usually where there's quite a few people on there, but Albion's is quite small really (laughs) it's non-existent almost Um, and this is something that Gourlay's said that he's actively looking to change with non-executive directors Um, he said that's also ongoing Um, that's something that fans will want to see quite quickly as well won't it Lewis given what's happened off the field having non-executive directors and I think in the past it's been said about having non-exec directors with football knowledge around the club is is what Albion want to do um as opposed to... Yeah, whether that's former players or what, you know whoever that may be. Um, yeah. That can only benefit the club, can't it? Hopefully, by the time the next Albion Assembly comes around, there'll be a bit of movement on that.
1: The more top football minds, whether it's involvement from di- directly in the game or, or however, the better, really, In term, I think, in terms of a, a board directors, people making voting on decisions. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. How, how how big is an ideal board of directors, how small, I don't know if it's each to their own, obviously clubs will differ and fluctuate on that, the right people isn't it, that's that's all it's it's about, the right people with the right wanting the well-being, wanting the wellness for West Bromwich Albion, that's all fans want to see, people with a club at their heart, people who are going to make right decisions for the club and I I'm not saying that's not what's in place now, but I just think the more the more the merrier the right people appoint proper right people with the right values and right intentions. and I think you're on the right path it's yeah. reasonably yeah. simple to be honest in in that regard. but let's see it'd be interesting again how things change there.
0: yeah, another a, a number of other positives you know, Lo wallley spoke about season ticket sales, you know the average age of season ticket sales coming down and Investment in the women's team and, and a load of other stuff. So, but hopefully um, on the points we've made, hopefully a bit of movement by the time the um, the next meeting does come around. Uh, right onto the field now. If you well, one of the, the stories that came out last week, uh, we know how, how good of a season Matt Clark had. Uh, like he was probably the shining light in Albion's pretty drab season um, last year. Um, Rumoured to have been coming back to the Hawthorns, whether it was on or off, we didn't know. But Steve Bruce revealed it um, last week. Explain that Albion was sort of first in the queue for a loan deal, and he was going to come back to the Ormans on a loan deal. If a, a permanent bid for the Brighton defender never came in, in the end it did from Middlesbrough. He's gone there, Lewis. Quite interesting, really. It's not some personally. That's not something I thought you know a manager like Steve Bruce would reveal. Almost is it? Yeah, it's quite like, re- refreshing to hear it a little bit. Is yeah. it more of just explaining to the fans? Look, we were in the market for a centre half. It's not like we sort of Perhaps. snapped on the final day or or, or yeah. in the window.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's a case of... I, I understand the response from some Albion fans. It's a case of, here's what you could have had. you know, Had we had a bit more money or had we not been beaten to the punch again? And then, and then go to a rival. But it, I saw the links over the summer regards Clark, and it didn't surprise me one bit, really, given the impact he had here. He did well. One player of the season, was it? I believe I so, yeah. Um, right, I appreciate, obviously, it was... Uh, Far from an enjoyable, successful season for the most, but still had a positive impact, still available, albeit Albin's financial situation taken into account there and how it would have had to have been a loan. But yeah, I it is quite refreshing to hear. You know, I wasn't the biggest surprise because, like you say, I think it's just an example of maybe the manager's trying to justify how the window went as a whole, how the, certainly the finale to the window went. Maybe what Albin... Are, not up against, but I think just the situation Bruce Fiennes found himself in, really, and what he's fighting against, how he's swimming against the tides, the, the recruitment almost a bit with one hand tied behind his back. I think that, that's fair to say. Just given the financial situation, look, Clark, I'm sure he'd have been reasonably happy to to come back here, given given how it went. Albin could only do alone because of reasons we know, and and what why wouldn't. Uh, a high-reaching championship rival want to push for him for a, a couple of million quid. It's not, it's not masses of finances. It that it's not, it's not a huge outlay. And he's a he's a good, very good, solid defender at this level. Versatility, things like that. Yeah. Obviously, in this hindsight now, we know it's not gone too well for Middlesbrough, don't we? And I don't think he's possibly had the best start up there. But I think yeah, we spoke, didn't we, last week? You and I, he um he obviously played on the back three, didn't he, Clark? And, and given Albion's changes, in formation over the summer for this season, that that's an interesting one because where would he have fit in? Where would he have featured? Would he have been an automatic, guaranteed picking in a two with a J or with O'Shea? We don't know, but we know the situation we're in now, don't we? With um obviously a J picking up the injury, then seeing Mike Kelly on a free, then seeing Eric Peters on a free. So, I. He was talking about the, the Clark move in regards to, to Peters arriving as well, wasn't he, Peters, who was obviously training at the club for a yeah. for a length of time. I think Albin moved for Peters after the AJ injury. So so yeah. It's I, I can understand how it was received by some fans because some, some fans don't want to be shown and told, here's what you could have had, do they? They they are they aren't interested in that. They aren't interested in thinking about a defense with Matt Clark in it this season, regardless of how it did last year, because it didn't happen. It's another reminder of how the where the club are, how they're having to operate, which is you know, perhaps a little bit well, very frustrating and a bit very frustrating for Albion fans, you'd say, and they don't really want to be reminded about it. But it is a just perhaps an interesting insight into yeah. what Bruce is having to to battle. I think you know it, it's not. When your finances are that that strict that tight, I, I can't imagine to be an easy market to negotiate. That's not me making a full defence, by the way. I think there's definitely things to be done different, but in in that particular regard, yeah, it doesn't sound easy and frustrating one. But we are where we are, I suppose. Yeah, a
0: little bit like bullseye if you're old enough to remember that. Let's yeah, yeah. yeah. Should have won a little bit, but um, just on a, on a positive note, I've just. Be flicking through my phone, just checking my phone there while we're recording. Um, and Kevin Castro's free kick for Notts County on Saturday popped oh. up again. I don't think it'd be uh, it'd be a bit unfair not to to mention that he, he went to Burton Albion on loan for a handful of games, and that sort of deal was terminated quite quite quickly. And he went out to Notts County. From what I think we can understand, Lewis, things didn't go massively well at Burton Albion. Burton Albion are struggling, and from a couple of people I've spoken to with Burton Albion links, he, he didn't have the greatest of times there, but. Seems to have started with a bang at Knox County. That was uh, that was some strike on Saturday.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It was um. It was a shame the Burton thing, and I, I can't say a surprise. I obviously I haven't seen Castro play yet. I I didn't cover this summer's friendlies. I I know he has high expectations and hopes for himself from from when he arrived at at Albion yeah, Burton in all kinds of trouble weren't they earlier this season Hasselbank the manager left and they hadn't won and I think Castro actually got sent off there didn't he on on his final two yellow cards I think and then he was I don't know if it was recalled or sent back or a bit of both I think it's fair to say but that was league one and as you say Notts County's National League isn't it so a drop of a couple of levels but what a goal (laughs) one of one of the one of the best Albion related goals you'll see this season I think Um, yeah Shame, just Giga. shame it wasn't
0: for Albion.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you know he he was sent to League One, and all right, you he, he could argue he was sent to the wrong club, and it wasn't working for Burton full stop. But it it obviously wasn't working for Castro there, and that chance at doing it in the third tier, like a Caleb Taylor or or others, Griffith, went unfortunately. And and when that loan fails, you have to drop, don't you? And and now he's doing this, the unbelievable free kick. Uh, no, taking away from that, outrageous, absolutely outrageous. But he's having to do it at that level, and no disrespect to the national league, but it's a long way, long way down, isn't it? So let's see, let's see. Hopefully, he can he can have a good loan there. Yeah, score a few goals, create goals, and maybe something will be revisited in January in terms of getting him back up the levels.
0: Hopefully, fingers crossed. Good luck for the rest of your your move. Great right goal! Though. Go and Castle.
1: watch
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, get on it. It's a it's, it's a banger. I'm just going to talk about Dal DK. Steve Bruce spoke a little bit about him. One of his last press conferences. Um, from what you can understand, Lewis doesn't look like he'll be sort of back among the squad after this international break. But closer to the World Cup, we could get a glimpse of DK. Is that is that pretty fair?
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't necessarily, I didn't expect him back straight after this break. Swansea at home. Why is it Saturday? Didn't expect to see DK in the starting line up or on the bench. But we're about. Saturday against Swansea is October the 1st, isn't it? Saturday, October the 1st. And that, that injury picked up just before the first home game Watford was certainly early August, quite near the start of August. So we're getting into two month territory, which I think was given. When I asked Bruce for an update, it didn't, didn't sound like he was particularly, I, I know he's making strides, making progress, but it didn't sound like he was particularly close, imminent, knocking on the door type thing. And closer to the world cup break which is what mid mid november sorry isn't it november the 12th is the last game i believe before the month break that that was given as the more reasonable expectation now does that mean late october early november if that's the case he's, we're still looking at a month of action aren't we and a, a handful if not half a dozen or more games on the sidelines which is just adds to the frustration doesn't it if he adds if to he does return to this
0: possibly. If he does return before yeah. the World Cup, is it has there been any indication of Bruce of whether he will go to the World Cup? Because I'm guessing West Brom will surely be pushing back against that. If
1: the US so obviously it have... goes about saying that DK wants, to... yeah, yeah, he's trying his utmost. He, he he'll be thinking well. Obviously, he has to get fit and doing well for Albion to be yes, in the American yeah, in the yeah. American squad. Yeah, I'm I'm far from a US national side expert. From what but from what I understand, he's not a Big hitting, guaranteed starter, guaranteed, almost guaranteed. Selectee. He had to he come and have a strong year in England, a strong season this season from Albion, which is obviously by no means happened, which is a massive shame. So I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that a few substitute appearances and then maybe a couple of starts, and he's and he's back fit, necessarily equates to he's definitely in the squad. It remains to be seen whether it's a case that he has to have a few starts, score a few goals, play well to earn his place. I don't know the ins and outs of the US squad. I know they have other forwards who are certainly ahead of him in the pecking order. Others who are banging on the door. So DK will know he needs to get back and play well, which, which will bode well for Albion. Obviously, when DK does come back, there's a lot of pressure expectation on him. And that's difficult. Big money, but we haven't seen him because of unfortunate injuries. He's got to deliver because a lot rests on him, doesn't it? Beyond Granton, Thomas Asante, a hell of a lot rests on him. Goals, focal point, hold up play, link play. A lot rests on, you know, Albion's hopes of firing them up towards the first of all into the top half, but then up towards the playoff places. Might ride on it how he does when he comes back fitness, so he's got to do well, the club are desperate for him to do well I understand the concern about him then going off to the World Cup given what's happened and I absolutely understand that concern but TK will want nothing more than to be involved in that and to go, so if he's doing well and merits the call up I I don't think we can have any complaints really, can we? Uh, Obviously we'll be chewing fingernails hoping that there's no Substitution half or fitness update or muscle twinge or whatever. But I think if he goes, I think he needs back fit and sharp and doing okay for Albion. So that's probably all right. But can we complain and stop him getting on the plane? Probably not. But yeah, it's it's a bit of a shame he's not back. this period now is going to be a bit crazy, isn't there? How many? I mean, is there double figure
0: games before the World Cup break? Yeah, we got 10. Just the, the yeah. slot, you read the script, Lewis. We're going to talk about that in about two minutes' time. Oh, there we go. 10 games Great before the World but
1: Cup. Yeah, it's, it's a massive period, isn't it? And, and let's hope DK's back for, let's be ambitious, maybe the back half of those. Yeah, yeah. And 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 can get up fit and far not. And on one hand, it'd be good to see him there, wouldn't it? Sort of representing the club as a as a front man in the goals playing England, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we'd all probably rather see him in the black country nursing his, uh, n- nursing his thigh and hamstring, but we'll yeah. see. Hopefully yeah. he's back in scoring soon.
0: Fingers crossed. Uh, we had a couple of questions about DK, so that's it for Baggies fans. And just before we go on to, to questions and the quiz uh, and the advert, which everyone, you know, everyone loves a kettle of toast in my hand. Um, I'm just gonna look at the next six because the next six games are really pretty pretty crucial for Albion. I was speaking to someone yesterday who sort of spoke about that. You know. But first of all, I'm just gonna say Albion they're 21st, they're five points off the playoffs. You know, it is still early in the season. One stat was pointed out to me, which doesn't makes it all doom and gloom at one end, but not at the other. only five teams have scored more goals than Albion this season, which is a massive turnaround from last season because they couldn't score for love and the money. Um, but obviously it's the other end of the pitch where where things really need to change. Just on the whole, Lewis, you know, we spoke with the the two fans about this yesterday. You know, just in in a minute or so, what's your assessment of Albion? Yeah, on paper, it looks bleak, doesn't it? Um, Yeah. But in reality, two, three wins in a row and you're you're back to where you'd expect Albion to be at this point in the season, potentially.
1: Yeah, but I I lean towards the former in terms of bleak. We're into this first international break, twenty-first. This listen, listen, the the table is still and this is nothing new in the championship. The championship is how it is. I know there's a drop off in quality last season, but in terms of competitiveness, it is extremely tight, isn't it? It's as you just said, one set of results, three points all right, all the teams above well, Albion. Two,
0: two wins next week and Albion, potentially it you know, won't happen because other yeah. results will probably don't go. They could be yeah. back in the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah, it would take all
1: the other teams to to not take points, obviously not win, but a win from the top half and then back-to-back wins, as you say, from fifth, sixth. So the picture can change very quickly, but we have to be convinced that that picture can change in terms of wins. Now, what is it? The single win from town against Hull? Not been nearly enough. They clearly should have had far more wins than that from performances, but they haven't happened. And on too many occasions, it's been the same old story. And there is absolutely no way that the squad, and okay, we know it's not perfect and it has limitations that we spoke about in a couple of positions. And, And the manager with the success CV in this division should be where it is in this international break. It just shouldn't be. So, underperforming, not good enough, under scrutiny, pressure clearly mounting in terms of having to get it right when these games start again. Because the hard luck story, it's fair on a couple of occasions, a couple of games, a couple of game-defining decisions gone against Albion. I can think of a couple off the top of my head. But getting to double figures for games, 10 games, they don't wash. Do Their fans don't want to hear about them. They're fed up of hearing about them need wins they wrote, do, yeah absolutely we wrote yeah, around Norwich win. didn't we just after Norwich the previous game that these these games starting up again coming back
0: yeah but it's mad to mean, think that Albion have got one win in 10 games and they're still you know in position wise yeah 21st but one win in 10 games five points off off the off the yeah, spot which means nothing at this point of the season in the grand scheme of things but you know even though things are bad and they are bleak and fans are right to criticise Bruce and criticise the board and criticise you know, Gale or the owner for, for how things have gone. You know, even though it looks the position looks bad on paper, it's not. This is and this is without not without like you said there. I'll be deserved criticism for some of the performances this season, but I don't want to say it could be worse because it is pretty bad in terms of position. But they could be fifteen points. Yeah, you know, adrift of playoffs if you if you get me. I think
1: something worth Forward saying, to... and it's a little bit difficult for me because I didn't cover. The games last season but from everything i've been told heard read the the performances are much better absolutely on the whole yeah and creativity and also the style is also from what i've heard and i've I've seen the stats to back this up possession formation change which is a big thing from the eight 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 of the ten league games it might even be nine but i think it's eight Albion have dominated the ball, had, had far more of the ball. Now I realise that means nothing. There's only one stat that counts. But it does point to, as we know, a total total change in style. And it, it, some fans won't want to hear this, but that doesn't happen overnight. It might if you've got endless the pot of Man City or whoever, but it doesn't happen overnight with Albion's uh, transfer kitty. So, yeah, the, a lot's changed and a lot's been worked on. But that doesn't excuse being 21st after 10 games. There is a massive caveat of the table being tight, massive caveat. And but it's up to Albion to to get the results that will Absolutely. bring that into effect. Yeah. If if Look they don't you- win the next one and then the next one after that, then that gap to the top half, yeah. The, the minimum where they need to be, or, or top six is where they need to be. Clearly, just gets bigger, and before you know, before we know it, when it gets to the World Cup break, it could well be beyond them.
0: You know? Yeah. There's no yeah. wriggle room for them there. They got they got to get wins. But in terms of just looking next, so I'm going to take you through the next two games, the next six games, the next ten games. Two yeah. games. It's got to be six points, hasn't it? Swansea, Preston. You look at Swansea's positions in the table. Um, you know, Albion on on lead position. You wouldn't say no. You know, on the form table, but looking at Albion's squad, looking at what they can do, they have to they have to be targeting six from the next two, don't they?
1: Yeah, they do. Simply, yeah. I, I'm not saying for a second that the manager needs six points to to stay in the job. No. I don't but, know if that's the case. I don't expect it would be, but
0: but surely Steve Bruce will be sitting there today, going, right, we're going for three points. It's not that they don't go for three to win games, but course,
1: yeah, I'll be. They need to take four minimum from those those two games, uh, something to build on, and then move from that. Keep looking to keep taking a minimum of four points from a couple of games. Yeah, I, I mean we get to a point where, and this is a bit of an age old debate and a favourite of mine win one, lose one, win one, lose one, you're taking more points than draw, draw, defeat, draw, win, aren't you? I mean, I haven't lost many this season, have they? But they've lost one more than they've won in the league, unfortunately, because they haven't won, well, they've won one, nowhere near enough. But yeah, we're at a point where absolutely for the for the pressure and scrutiny and criticism to ease on the manager and the players and everyone involved, it, it's only wins. And it's only wins that are going to move them out of bottom four towards where they need to be. It's... it's It's pretty simple, really, and and these the good performances, chances created, etc. It it doesn't it doesn't yes performances will lead to positive results, of course they will, but unfortunately they haven't so far, and all fans are interested in seeing now is three points come five o'clock on a Saturday. That's that's all they that's all they want to see because they're frustrated, angry, concerned, worried about the league position and everything that comes with it, and three three points are needed because we'll be into October by the weekend and 21st in the Championship for Albion is it's just miles off being anywhere near good enough.
0: Yeah. So, it's the next six games. We've got Swansea, Preston, Luton, in Bristol, Millwall. So, I've looked at them and this might be me being glass half full, but realistically, I think hmm. Albion should be taking 13 to 14 points out of those 18.
1: There's another slight, just quick caveat here, Johnny, in that Albion have played... On paper, according to the table, poor sides already this season, haven't they? And not, and not won, not, not beat them. So it's hard to look at teams, fixtures, and just say, well, Albin should be beating them, should be beating them, should be beating them, because they haven't done it so far this season. So.
0: They haven't, but you give it, uh, you know, in
1: this current context of where they are now, yeah.
0: But they should be going into, but even with the squad that they've got now, they should be going to Swansea, you know, home, every home game, they should be going to win their own game. Preston, you know, are not looking good at the moment. They're down there. Should be winning there. Luton, uh, a little bit further up the table, but you you think I'll be at a point if not three there. Reading are going very well. I think you probably at the moment take a point at Reading. Bristol at home, you take three points. Millwall, it's a it's a minging place to go. Millwall, isn't it? You know, you would t- I, I, every time you go to Millwall, you'd take a point. Yeah, but you, yeah, 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 yeah. You'd expect, given it's, what Alvin have, give, given what they showed at times this season. All right, yeah, the points haven't come, but in terms yeah. of performances, they can they can go and win more of them games than they're gonna. Yeah, win. yeah,
1: yeah. No, I absolutely agree. And despite, as you rightly say, Reading, Bristol City, even Luton. Just looking at the table, they're not down there. They're all having very good times of it. Really, by by what they are. No disrespect to them. I mean, certainly Reading. Wow, how many would have called called them to be third? But the reality is they're not big hitters, are they? The reality is they're not expected to be up there. The reality is Albion's squad's better than theirs. Albion should be better than theirs and Albion should be winning them. Now They're not going to go and win all, how many games is that, six? We know that. Um, We'd probably take them winning three and drawing a couple, wouldn't we? Certainly. Um, So what what points return did you say there, mate? Sorry. I...
0: The 12 to 14, I'll, I'm going to say. Um, what is it? Six
1: six games? From 18. From 18, yeah.
0: game, 18
1: points. Yeah, I mean, it needs... It needs to well, a minimum... Of, I'd say oh, a minimum I don't think 10. that's half-full, Johnny, really. I mean, it. it has... Realistically, it has to happen because of the situation they find themselves in, I think There's the, not minimum
0: Minimum, they've got to get 10 11 points from them games. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Absolute which, minimum.
1: Yeah, which would be what? Which would be three wins and two draws, wouldn't two it? Draws, so yeah, there's, there's not much room at all for any more than an, another defeat in the, in this run. And if it's something like a defeat and four draws, doesn't get Alvin anywhere, really, does it? Just, just a couple of wins. Wins, are, I've written a couple of times in the last... Few days wins are of the essence now, and however they come, you know, dogged, even a terrible performance and a one 0 win off someone's backside. Yeah, and it's, yeah it's, it's points just, points that matter for for the table and for the manager.
0: Yeah, just looking at the fixtures after there's then four more games after them six. Uh, Sheffield United at home, Sheffield United off the top of the league. Uh, Blackpool, QPR, Stoke. For me, Albion have got to be looking at you've got to be looking around 20-point mark. From th- there's 30 points now available between now and the the, the break, the World Cup break. Real, they've got to be looking at twenty, around 20 points, if not a little, slightly more. You know, them games, Sheffield United's a tough game. Going to QPR's a tough game. They're having a good season. It's always a difficult place to go. Tight pitch. You know, fans are on top of you, difficult. Uh, but Blackpool and Stoke at home in their games that, you know, hopefully West have got a bit of momentum and they should be targeted wins. I don't know what you think, Lewis. Yeah, yeah no, no. As,
1: as you say, 10 games there, Johnny. And I don't think it's too much. It's it's certainly not too much to ask and expect that they win five of them. And that, obviously, that's 15 points. You'd expect draws in there. Albin have been pretty good at that this season. And you'd expect not as many defeat... Albin haven't lost many games this season, have they? What is it, just two from the 10? From, from obviously, one of those was the Blues debacle. Um... Yeah, it's just 10 games and it's reasonably kind, isn't it? It's it's reasonably kind. chef United in there, obviously, withstanding, but they, they, they need to be picking up, I would say, at least half, wins in half of those 10, I would say. Um, five or six wins, I don't think that's too much to ask. I think it's reasonable. Say a bit of momentum after the first couple, can it happen? It just, it can't be... We get onto the next ten games. It can't be just just two or three and a, a load of more draws, can it? Because it won't do much for the league table. It won't be enough. We're going yeah. into the month break, just well off the pace, and putting put too much on on the return, the, the December return, then the January window. Who knows what's going to happen there in the financial situation? We don't know. Yeah,
0: just, before, thing, to, we know. Yeah, just before we go on to, yeah, just before to questions, just finally, you know, post Blues, you know, fans are pretty angry and. You know, there's always been a, a small minority that have called for for Bruce to go for a while, um, but I think most fans know that you know things are a little bit more entertaining. Inst- well, they are more entertaining than they were last season, despite the the lead position. I do you assess it now, Lewis? Is is the the draw at Norwich eased pressure a bit, giving a little bit more goodwill from from supporters? You know, for example, if they lose at Swansea on Saturday, I don't think we're going to see a managerial change. But obviously, if results don't pick up, then it becomes more and more probable. Um, yeah. But how do you see it at the moment? You know, the draw at Norwich is sort
1: of no, the draw at at them is, a little bit in the isolation. Bit it. It's an excellent point, really, isn't it? And the performance was very good, I thought. And I think all of the traveling Albion fans, how many were there at Norwich? Was it wasn't given, was it actually? It looked about a thousand, probably more. They they all I thought played, you know, thought the team played very well. Albion were lucky not to win that day, but again, we don't want to hear about the hard luck story, do we? So um they should have won but in isolation it is a good point good performance hopefully points towards a change in fortune towards them being finding a bit of form performance wise but again the, the international break's probably come at a bad time in that regard you might want to play off off the back of that and keep that momentum but uh, i wrote and I, at the time and i still do think performance wise it was something to build from you, you, no one goes to Norwich in the Championship, and it's, you go in there. I know Albion's record there is is excellent in recent times, but it's not a given, is it? It's not. Oh, we're off to Norwich to pick up three points. Uh, so I think on the, the back of that now is it
0: almost uh, an attitude of you know the season starts at the start of the season, but yeah, is it
1: almost now nice it's going. The season starts now. But, uh, I was going to say I thought, I, thought it was I thought Norwich was something to build from, but I know, you know most Albion fans said to me that we've had something to build from in these first 10 games and we haven't built from it and that's built from it and that's absolutely right. But as you've said and as we've said, we're at a time now where we can't kick the can much further down the road, can we? It has to start now. There's no two ways about it. There's not many caveats from that. Yes, the real saving grace is still the league table, but it's it's not going to stay five points to the playoffs for much longer, is it, if Albion stay 21st? So, yeah, it has to start now. There's no two ways about it. The manager will, will be aware of that. I'd I'd say they, they can't... A gap to the top six that becomes insurmountable just, just can't grow because that's, that's what Albion expect, rightly so.
0: Absolutely. Right, time for an advert. The Kettle and Toaster Man time. I've got an absolute bargain for you this week. I've been looking through the special off- offers on the Kettle and Toaster Man. You can get a Tower Terrazzo kitchen accessory set, brand new, £110. Pound not half price, down to 50 quid. Like we said again, Christmas is approaching. Head over to the and Toaster Man and get some absolute bargains. Go into the store on Thords Road in Briley Hill or head to the uk. Right, time for some questions from you Baggies fans. A good range, a few about the game on Saturday. Um, first one I'm just going to read out, It's a bit of a thread here. Um, a fan has asked about Ron Gorley and getting the Albion job and what do think fans think of him and why. And then... The, um, that fan has also, again, had a bit of a pop at the local press, really, for not, um, unfortunately, it's a story that the local journalists have not so, not so far wanted to tell, re, um, reiterating that, you know, Gourlay's not very well talked about from his time at Reading. And just, just almost not even answering the question, but coming back at that, um, we spoke about Gourlay and Reading before, me and, uh, when Gourlay took the Albion chief executive job and when he was a consultant at Albion, uh, me and, and Joe, when it was Joe Massey in, the, in Lewis's chair, spoke about it and and how he wasn't well very well thought of at reading uh, but on the topic of goalie i think you've got to judge him on how it's going at Albion at the moment off the field you know he isn't responsible for the lie loans or, or anything like that or the, the, that sort of negativity what he's done off the field you know fan zone season tickets putting these little different things in place you know meeting with the Albion assembly etc um i think recruitment wise Deadline day aside, if you look at Albion's recruitment, which obviously Gourlay is heavily involved in with Bruce, it's been pretty good, really, given what they have had to work with. You know, in people like Rogic, kushlu Swift, Wallace, four of the probably the best free agents out there on the market. Peter's a very shrewd move. Martin Kelly, Kelly all right, injury prone. And Brandon Thomas Asante, who's coming in, scored two and two. Yeah, it's probably a little bit of a gamble um, or, you know, a calculated gamble, given they only spent 300,000 on him. And, and yet, you can maybe question him on the appointment of Bruce, um, but I think that'll be judged in the coming weeks. If results don't turn, then yeah, fair enough. You could could argue that, you know, you could, would say that Ron Gourlay got that appointment wrong. But I think it's not for us to sit here and mull over. I read in fans three years ago, didn't rate Gorley. So I think that's a bit of an unfair pop, to be honest. No, I, know, I know John
1: Modeski spoke, and I'm sure there are forums full of Accusations and rumors of what went on there, but we we don't we're not reading experts, are we? We don't know the ins and outs of of that situation. So and like I say, you, you something you covered, and um, the chief exec isn't is responsible for the performance of 11 players either, is 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 he or, or even a squad? I realise that obviously that comes with the manager and the manager's performance and then how the manager's doing and decisions from the hierarchy then. But but yeah. Um, the player performance. It's not, it's not fair to be chucked at the board, is it, or the chief executive? You just just before I forget, Johnny, and I know this is aside from the question. You mentioned Rogic, uh, and he's is a name I jotted down at the start of this pod to 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 do a segment on, really, or not a segment, just just make a point. Don't
0: worry, I've got it at the end. Good,
1: Good man. Well, 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 it was just it was just because you mentioned him there it was the first mention of him on this pod, yeah. and he he comes in from Swansea Saturday as a big big old part of this yeah, response yeah. recovery and a massive factor really we spoke about DK who we might not see for another three four weeks Rogic is the here and now and I appreciate upfront has been lacking for the most if not all part but just to add another extra lovely little layer of creativity I think he could be massive so yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing him
0: yeah, we'll touch on Rogage at the end. But, you know, fans can ask a question. You know, quite rightly so. People can question Gourlay given his time at Reading. But, I, you know, we, we've, we've touched on it before. Um, we have spoken about that. But I think he needs to be judged on his performance at West Brom. And largely, it's been good so far. You know, obviously, there are question marks on certain things. But we'll see how they sort of pan out. Um, just on other questions, uh, let's have a look. Um, Alan loves us there. What should our minimum points total be for matches after the World Cup break. Quick fire. Lewis, I'm going to ask what yours is going to be. I'm going to go 21. No, 20. Which is quite high, really. Uh, uh, what would your minimum points be from th- 30 points available between now and the World Cup?
1: Minimum. Okay. I'm just doing the maths. 18? 18. Which is, what, five five wins and three draws from that? Yeah. I
0: mean. Yeah. There you go. Quick fire. That answers your question, Alan Love. Um... Question from James Waltz, 101. How many players from the weekend's testimonial will get in his current Albion sign? Now, I've seen this asked a couple of times. And, <laughs> um, I think there was only a few players in there that were under 40. So, not many. The only one at a stretch, minus like three years, probably Dorans, but like three years ago. I don't think anyone in that. And you could argue Foster, potentially, he's just retired. He probably would. Yeah, um, I mean, McManaman's,
1: McManaman's still a good age, isn't he? But even then, he was was he let go by League Two, Tranmere? Let so... go by
0: Tranmere last season. Dorans, but maybe, yeah, he's still got... He's, he was probably one of the fitter ones out there at the weekend. Yeah. Uh But, but yeah, we've got a couple of other questions on that, but I don't quite think, I think a bit of reality there. You know, it was, at I mean... pretty slow. it was played at a pretty slow pace on Saturday. I
1: mean, mean Craig know. Beattie can finish.
0: He can finish, yeah. Although I did come home and think, Oh, some of their performances are better than we've seen from certain players this season. But then, yeah, looking uh, looking in hindsight, it was um, was played at a pretty slow pace. But yeah, maybe Doran's, but I think Doran's just thirty five now, thirty six. I will
1: tell you yeah. what, we maybe could, a thirty two, three. We could three probably do Dorans. a whole pod on me raving and waxing the about West Houlihan. To be honest, yeah, who um, at the yeah. age of forty was one of the best, if not the best, players in in League One last season. But yeah. obviously, this is how I've been in the Champ. But yeah.
0: Definitely. Uh, Clint McCormick got one a question. Clint, we had Clint on the podcast yesterday. Which player surprised you in a positive way in each position? Um, goalkeepers weren't really surprised. Defenders, thought Paul Robinson was exceptional for Albion on Saturday. Yeah, I thought man. he was. I thought yeah, given yeah. that he, you know he's probably one of the older ones in the in the side, you know, putting some crunching tackles. Couple of bad, not not too bad. Put um, a few tackles in there, and, and, and yeah, I thought he played really well. Midfield wise, I wasn't really surprised by many to be honest. Tashira was like, you can, you can almost look Silk. at the players and. See, they've still got a little bit. Robert Corrin, uh, he's sort of silver fox a little bit now. Robert Corrin with his grey hair, um, and yeah, like Dorans was was class as well. I think they were all pretty pretty. Mate, but there's, one, Bed-
1: there's one answer here. Ro- word for Roman Bednar.
0: Roman Bednar in the forwards. Like we spoke about it before. We were like expecting Roman Bednar to be, I don't know, you know, <laughs> doing him a disservice. You know, maybe have let himself go a little bit in retirement. Uh, but I thought he looked pretty sharp, to be
1: honest. About the um, leanest there, I think.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably.
1: His touches um, were great as well. He played really well, actually. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um We'll come back to a couple of them questions in a minute. By uh, the way,
1: Dan, I, you, yeah. Gor- Goran Popov, his to to, to fly over from Macedonia. Yeah, that's that right, something to, we to, had to on Macedonia? And on, I mean, ditto Olsen from Sweden, and Arbrexen yeah. got a couple of flights from Denmark. I think, unbelievable. And that's the very first thing on his pod was about this game and being so great for the club and rolling back the years and getting all misty-eyed, but. That's pretty special, isn't it? That that's yeah you know, that that's Albion family stuff. And all right, a bit of cliché, a bit mushy, but it is true in that regard. Yeah. So that's class.
0: Yeah. That was um, you know fair play to them when we had you know James Morrison explain that on on yesterday's pod. Uh, Luke Daniels, is there a recall option on Caleb Taylor's loan agreement? Looks the real deal and could be good alongside O'Shea. Um, Lewis, in terms of them season-long loan deals, a lot of them have have, have, have sometimes got a, a recall option in January. I know. West Brom yeah. were on the wrong yeah. end of it a few years ago when Harvey Barnes lit up the Championship yeah. and then Claude Puel um, cruelly took him back to Leicester in January. Um, do we know if there's any of them options in there for him and, and Griffith? From what,
1: from what I understand, Taylor, no. Um, but I'm sure when we get to Jan, as you say, with all season-long loans, that will be looked at and addressed.
0: Yeah.
1: It will be interesting. I like, his, his numbers are spectacular, aren't they? He, the way he's playing is... I mean I haven't seen it, but meant to be quite unbelievable. So it will be interesting. I do dare say that I think best for Caleb Taylor is staying there and playing, uh, which is not what fans will want to hear. And obviously depends on Alvin's centre half yeah. personnel getting worse. But yeah, I I mean just I, on
0: that, you could almost look to to um to that um that loan that Harvey Barnes had at West Brom. He came from West Brom to West Brom, he, I think he'd had a loan spell before. He was sort of... Yeah, he'd been at MK relative, Don's, I
1: think, because I'd seen him play for MK Don's.
0: Yeah, he'd been a sort of relative unknown for Albion. And then he'd been at MK Don's, he'd been at Barnsley. And then he came to West Brom for half a season, um, which was in eighteen nineteen, Um And then he went back and, and, and played for Leicester. I think he scored once in 16 games. And yes, that set him up for the following season. Would he have been... Leicester and Albion, maybe, maybe not. I know Leicester had a difficult summer season that year, which was probably why.
1: But it's he a, was but it's a parent the parent club priority. It's the parent club. Of course, yeah. Of yeah course. If if they're down on numbers, so the
0: ball the next. ball is in Albion's court essentially.
1: Yeah, um, but if he's not needed regards numbers, I think it might be better for the player to stay there. Yeah. Ditto yeah. Barnes at Albion those years ago.
0: Yeah, just gonna um. Rattle, fewer, <laughs> rattle through a few others. Um, thought Saturday was well arranged and I know Morrison spoke of it possibly in a new yearly thing, which I think is a great idea. Which five players who didn't play on Saturday would you love to see on the Hawthorns pitch again? Uh, I'm not going to stretch to five. I'll give you three because I thought about this when I saw it before. I would love to see um, Jason Kumas, which someone has mentioned, um, which wouldn't happen because no one really knows where Jason Kumas is anymore. He's a it's a bit of an enigma. His lad's doing all right. Uh, his lad's doing very well, yeah. Hopefully, been you know, going for a little loan deal from him from Liverpool. That'll be, <laughs> that'll be really good in a few years' time. But Jason Kumas will be one. Um, Kevin Phillips, probably another one as well. Um, I know he didn't play on Saturday because he was his manager at South Shields Um I'd really like to see him. And I'd like to see Neil Clement back on the Hawthorns too. <laughs> he was one of my favourites back in the day and he had a hammer blow over left foot. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'd really like to... Um, so as that. And just on the back of that, Suraj Chohan, um, as he's asked a question about the the recall clauses, uh, but he's also asked one: if you could get back any of the legends that played on Saturday in their prime, who Ooh. would you choose? Just why? Now, now I had I've I've come up with a whole scenario for this. <laughs> basically, now Ishmael Miller was rapid when he first came to West Brom. He was he was like a he was like a right-footed Daryl DK.
1: He had a almost. tough time of it on Saturday, didn't he?
0: He did, yeah. And <laughs> you know, he's had more injuries than a stuntman. Basically, no wonder he could, he, he was struggling. Um, uh, but I thought he did it right. But I think if we if Albion had a prime fit Ishmael Miller alongside a prime fit Daryl DK this season, it would like
1: yeah
0: absolutely put the fear of God. The problem into with him that him. is
1: uh, Ishmael Miller in his prime was not able to be sort of prime and fit for for any extent. Yeah, but body. this is
0: my. These are my rules, Lewis. My scenario: he's never going to get an injury oh, okay, in fair my enough. game. Yeah, he's yeah, never yeah. getting it. I'm adding to what as just said: he's never getting an injury in my game. So, and neither is DK. You know what a world that would be. <laughs> um, but DK and Miller as a battering ram front two would be unstoppable mm. in the championship, I think. Uh, it's hard to pick one,
1: isn't it? Yeah. It is I'd. I um, probably at... I'd
0: pick loads. It's Look, hard yeah, I am mean, looking at the
1: list, I was leaning towards Gira. I, I always. Know obviously I I mean I'm not I'm not an album fan but I'm I'm a this is my generation the same as you we're a similar age and growing up watching these guys oh, I know how good they were I always remember Kira's opening day goal against Liverpool for certain reasons um Corin always rated him massively Teixeira, what what a player little silky sort of magician would have been great to see him a bit longer at Albion in his pomp and see what could have happened there. Maybe I mean, Olson at the back, we all know about. I'll, I'll lean. I'm in a midfield of Gira and Corrin. Take that in the Championship this season, wouldn't you? Oh
0: yeah, yeah. You just look at their midfields and you think they have absolutely boss the Championship now in there. Yeah. In their private Cheers for your questions, Albion fans. It was nice to uh, nice to reminisce about them times. But uh, Stephen
1: Reid's goal wouldn't have looked out of place at the top of uh, the pyramid, would it?
0: Nah, that was uh that was
1: a belter. He certainly had that in his locker back in his um back
0: in his playing days. Right, we're just gonna rattle through the, the last few parts. We had a, a very special quiz on Saturday. Obviously Tom T smithy Smith's been coming up some great quizzes lately. Um he got in touch, wanted to do a quiz outside the Hawthorns, so and he managed to to get me to go head to head with his with his dad. Um and this is how I got on in the in the quiz. Take a little listen. Right, the Baggies broadcast is uh, on the road today. We're here at the Brun- the moza Testimonial. I'm alongside our quizzer, Tom. Tom, um, you've got a bit of a, a special one for us today. I'm alongside Tom's dad, Richard. We're going to go head-to-head um, in a Baggies quiz, a Baggies first here on the road today. So I'll pass over to Tom to, to tell us what the, um, what the rules are going to be of this one.
2: Yeah, so this one's going to be a bit of a trivia uh, category. So you get eight categories. You get to choose which one you want and you'll get a question based on that and then you get to answer it and if you don't get to answer it correctly it goes to the other person to seal a point
0: Right, okay the easiest way to Feeling a confident, Richard? Uh,
3: um, not at all <laughs> <laughs> but I'll give it a go well, My um, yes. record
0: hasn't been too bad I was a bit ropey A couple of weeks ago Hopefully I'm looking at them categories I'm a bit worried really And you did yeah. tell me before Earlier t- early this week It was going to be pretty tough So uh, I'll hand it to Richard Richard can pick the category first I'll let him right. start well, do you So, you very so do you want to read out What categories we
2: got You've got Back in time Managers What happened elsewhere Players Premier League Championship What time And Brunton Mozza
3: well, well I think uh, Due to my age I'll go back in time I think that's uh, One for me Okay Give to go
2: Right Richard to start the back in time. Just
0: looking at your phone, you've got a lot of research. There's a lot of questions <laughs> going into there. A lot of time's gone into this.
2: So, down the road, we have the famous Bomber Brown statue for his volley against Valencia. But who assisted him?
3: Um,
0: God, I'm glad, glad I haven't got that one.
3: Valencia, my mate drove down there, but he's not here to help me. I would say that it was.
0: Uh, Robson.
2: No. Oh. Chance to
0: steal. This is a stab in the dark, it's about thirty years before I was born probably, but Laurie Cunningham. Correct. Oh what a steal! What a steal that is! So 1 0. Oh I'm happy with that one. That. That's a great steal.
2: Right. So I'm, now I'm,
0: given that we're here today go. with the Brunt and I'm gonna go with Brunton mozza Brunt
2: and So Brunt and have been playing for a number of years together, but how many goals did they manage together in their career? At
0: Albion. At Albion. Oh, I did that. There was a quiz on the Albion website, and I did it this morning. Oh. I'm going to go 89.
2: 89 is not the right answer. You have a chance to steal, and the closest one gets the point.
3: I'll get higher. I'll say 90.
2: So the answer was... Uh, Morrison got 34, and Brunt got 44, which means it's 78. Oh. So it's now... T-
0: 2-0 Okay, so many?
3: How many have got to go? How, can I catch up? <laughs> There's still lots still
0: of time, time, still time Still time Plenty of time Plenty of time Okay, this right, is Right, Richard DeFro so next
3: Players
2: Players West Brom had 43 players Who played a game In the 2021-22 season How many of them Were in the Championship? 43 players.
3: Uh, uh, I, I'm going to say um twenty-two.
2: It's not correct. You have a chance to steal. I'm
0: gonna go twenty-six. It was thirty-six. Oh. So it's now two-one. Two one, right, it's getting nervy now, right? What we got here? I'm gonna go championship. Championship. Championship, yeah, championship. Uh, let's see what I'm all quizzed out is. today. Me and Joe Chapman, another journalist, has just done a massive <laughs> Albion quiz in there in the ground.
2: So, in the 2007-2008 title-winning side, Albion scored 88 goals and won 23 games. But how many did they lose? They won how many? 23. 11. 11 was correct. Oh, that's quality! quality. What a shame! Absolutely quality. Matthew, that. that's
0: a massive stab in the dark. I did not know that. <laughs> So, what's that free you one?
3: Said, you said that before. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've got. Okay. Um, what we got here. Um, what's happened elsewhere?
2: So, on the final game of a season, West Brom played Arsenal in a free all draw. But what happened, what iconic moment happened elsewhere in the league?
3: My goodness, I'm struggling on this one. What happened elsewhere? Iconic moment. Um, Leicester won the Premier?
2: No. You have a chance to steal. <sighs> oh,
0: I got a claim. I say Wolves got relegated or something.
2: It was the Aguero moment.
3: Oh, oh okay. of course it was. Yeah. Yes, okay. so I remember now.
0: That's a shocker. Well, right. So that one, just there wasn't a point. So what's that? Three, what? how many we got left? Uh,
2: we have... One, two, three more. Three more. So right. it's still time to come back. Still time. Okay. Right, so so you've got, got managers, Premier League, or what time?
0: Right, go Premier League.
2: So in the Premier League one we have... How many
0: clean sheets have West Brom managed in the Premier League? Oh. In the Premier League, about 11 seasons altogether. 39. No chance to steal.
3: Um. OK, I'm going to say... Uh, 5, 5-11, five so that's too many. I'm going to be pessimistic and say 20.
2: In the Premier League altogether? Yeah. It was 107. Oh,
3: no way. 107. I should have, gone,
0: I, I have yeah. so many times 11. Shows how cynical West Brom fans are, really, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Well, it yeah. does, yeah. It's I just can't remember there too
3: many of them. <laughs> so there is still
0: time to draw, I think. So it's 3
3: 1 at the moment with yeah. two categories left, yeah. is there?
2: So you have managers or what time? It's on you. It, let me see.
3: Um what time?
2: In Fergie's last game, the 5 all draw and the Kaku scored a hat trick in the second half. What time did he come off the bench?
3: He came off the bench about uh, fifteen minutes, I would say sixty two minutes. It's, Incorrect.
0: Oh fifty eight.
2: It came off at half it came on at oh, half, half time. time. Oh, it was a trick mate. question. Yeah,
0: yeah, I should have known that one. So what's that uh, now? Five, five one. It, five one. But we still have one more. One more. See if we can Just make it six. Managers. All right, managers, let's go. That is the question.
2: Since the year two thousand, what managers managed the most high percentage of wins?
0: So, what managers had the most wins as Albion manager? Yeah, one percentage. Ooh, yeah. oh, I'm going to go forward. Well, we sack managers like they're going out of fashion, so it could be quite a few. I'm going to go with Tony Mowbray. No. Oh. Well, I would have gone Tony
3: Mowbray if it would have been my choice. So, with that, I'm going to say Roy Hodgson. Yeah. No.
2: Oh, it was the one and only. He's here today, Roberto Di Matteo. Oh, oh really? Forty-nine percent. Well, with, that is, yeah, it, it, with it Darren Moore
0: just in second at 48
3: really? very small sample right now. Yeah. 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 yeah excellent it was good. a
0: championship but very good questions I'll take that a few lucky answers from me though I'd say to be <laughs> uh, fair. Johnny
3: I think you won fair and square then <laughs> Richard. I think we
0: need a proper quizzer uh, <laughs> <laughs> to come along to challenge you fantastic that was great well there you go the live, live quiz today uh, we'll be back in the next episode with another one there we go thumping win for myself I, I, I was very happy with that very surprised a few stabs in the dark there um, a little bit of luck, but we're gonna get we're gonna get Lewis on one of these quizzes one of these days, and we're gonna go gonna go head to head. We'll tweak it. We'll we'll get we'll have a bit of a Liverpool twist in there as well.
1: We um, can just know so
0: I, I, I hope to surprise you. Some Liverpool slash West Brom related questions.
1: Let's leave Ricky Lambert out of this.
0: <laughs> um, so there we go. Cheers! Cheers, Tom. For that, we'll have another quiz for you in next week's episode. Uh, right, Lewis. Finally, just Preston. Is a chance to talk about Tom Rogic. Could we potentially see him in the next couple of games? Well, we'll no think, Preston, so Swansea
1: and Preston. Yeah, on, on that regard, we'll know more from Friday morning, which is when we're due to have the pre-match press conference with Steve Bruce, who, you know, for obvious international reasons we haven't spoken to for a little while. Looking forward to that. Um, ugh, if, if it was up to me and he was fit, would I put him in? In the my squad, potentially. A, yeah, my gut is absolutely yes, but who does he come in for and how does the yeah. sort of system and formation go? Can yes, you realistically
0: well, see him being in the squad for Saturday? Yeah, I think so. I think
1: so. I think yeah. he's been he's been training and building that up over this fortnight. I think I'd be surprised if he wasn't in the squad and I'd be surprised if he wasn't coming off the bench to get a few minutes under his belt because he's needed. Um, so, yeah, it, it will be interesting. But the Norwich game, which I know I know you weren't at, Johnny, but I don't know if you saw some of Bruce's reaction. He actually spoke specifically about bringing swift back a bit deeper didn't he yeah. and I, I realized that opposition dependent with norwich having the ball a rare occasion i mean, didn't have the ball but i think it worked and just bring bringing swift back a bit more deeper i, I just think it, it could unlock something uh, it certainly improved the performance levels and again i appreciate this as Albion more having to defend on the counter but i just think it worked and so that four-three-three 3 3 element, I think it could potentially be looked at. And it might unlock something with getting Rogic in the side as well. So one to keep the tabs on.
0: Yeah, certainly. Um, just finally, you know, Swansea will cut uh, at Norwich. but How we very, very much played a little bit deeper on the counter and it worked because Norwich but you know... You know, one of the best sides in the division. Um, Swansea it's a really
1: game, isn't it? Al- Albion yeah. have all the emphasis on them at home to Swansea. So yeah, I but
0: it. I, is it, it's a difficult one. I see it. Swansea, what, Swansea love having possession. You know, they haven't really done an awful lot with it, judging by their league position. But Russell Martin's side like to, you know, just pass, try and pass teams off the park.
1: Um, I and mean, from what from what I've seen, Albion need to place their forwards on the very edge of the penalty box when the Swansea keeper has the ball, because basically, Martin's yeah. side. Yeah, there's been a few really get
0: times this season as well where sides have tried to play that. I think against Watford, Watford tried to play a little bit like that, and and Albion sort of caught them a couple of times. Um, yeah, yeah, So that's where they're probably going to get their success this weekend, you'd imagine. And
1: it's gonna, it's gonna if, if Grant starts, so it could be Thomas Sante like Norwich. It has to be the hard yards. It has to be chasing every one of them because Championship defenders they're going to make errors doing it, aren't they? And Wallace and Dean Garner will be doing it on the flanks, and it, it could be the way in on Saturday. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Lewis, you're on your own again on Saturday. Uh, Express and Star Sport has a little bit of a shortage. I've been summoned to Stockport, Walsall. Um That thriller up north. Following
1: the Super Saddlers.
0: Um, following the Super Saddlers. And I will Tell you what, for, as
1: well as Albion, that's another side that needs a win.
0: Definitely sir. So, definitely sir. So. Uh, well, all the Midland sides, West Midland yeah. sides need a,
1: yeah.
0: need a win at the moment. Uh, but I won't be there. But hopefully a win for Albion. The feel-good factor came back to the Hawthorns on Saturday as the legends rolled back the years and made fans reminisce about those old successful times and the current crop need to channel some of that past success in the coming weeks starting with Swansea on Saturday if they want to climb the table can they turn it around we certainly hope so Baggage fans have a great week and until next time goodbye